for Zion's sake. I will not keep silent for Zion's sake. I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. Well, we're coming to another week of broadcasting. Uh, I should say a close to a week. And if you've been with us, you know we're talking from Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. And I'd like to read them again to you, and if you have your Bibles, read it along with us. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously. Junie, what a portion of scripture this is. And I pray that throughout the week, people have been encouraged to seek out the full knowledge of God and his will, because that leads to a glorious life. And Shelley, it also says increasing in the knowledge of God. And so there's a way in which we can increase in the knowledge of God when we walk with him and when we're obedient to his voice. Yes, and Junie, that makes me think of why this teaching took place. Because we saw in the life of Paul, we read in Galatians, when it pleased the Lord to reveal his son, Jesus, in him. In other words, he had a revelation of the son, and yet... Toward the close of his ministry in Philippians chapter 3, what does Paul cry out? Oh, that I might know him. So there's always a time for increasing in the knowledge, knowing God, and that will bring a full life. And we saw, and we said, and we'll say it today too, whatever we are filled with, that's what will guide our lives. We saw many examples of it, and one of the most glorious ones was in Acts chapter four thirty-one. At the day of Pentecost, what does it say? The disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. So that meant they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit guided them for the rest of their lives. And you pointed out different scriptures, Shelley, that were pretty, I think, surprising to me at least, of what happens when we're filled with the wrong thing according to scripture. That's right. Remember, the the disciples were filled with sorrow when Jesus spoke about his departure. So we have to be renewed in our minds also. Jenny, yesterday we spoke from Revel, uh, not Revelation, Romans 12, 1 and 2, that we need the renewal of our minds that we might know the perfect, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So it's the Spirit of the Lord 
and our seeking out that full knowledge of God. And then we spoke about the things of the danger of a lack of knowledge. And we recalled, among other scriptures, what it said in Hosea chapter 4, 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. All right, then we went on and spoke about, and then we went back to Colossians 1. And that's where we want to go today. Yesterday, we closed our program by saying, well, when we are filled with the knowledge, the full knowledge of God, what happens? Well, yesterday, we closed by showing in verse uh, 10 that we may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. Now let's go on there, Junie, because there's so much more that happens when we have the full knowledge of God. Well, Shelley, what happens is really encouraging because we bear fruit in every good work. Now, naturally, we wouldn't associate knowledge with bearing fruit. But the source of bearing fruit is having that knowledge. It says in John 15, verse 8, By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. How do we bear much fruit? By having the full knowledge of God and His will. When we go on, Junie, we see again in verse 10, knowledge causes us to increase in the knowledge of God. Now that doesn't sound reasonable, but it's something that once we have a taste for the knowledge of God, we'll keep wanting more of the ta- of the knowledge of God. And that's beautiful. And again, the life of Paul really demonstrates that. Because at the end of his ministry, he was saying, oh, that I might know him. And knowledge in um, a natural sense is getting more intelligence. Yes. Or acquiring more um, head knowledge. But the knowledge of God is so much deeper, Shelley. Oh, Jesus, It's coming yes. to really know him of his faithfulness of his love, of his goodness and kindness, that he's a faithful shepherd. And the only way that we can come into the knowledge of God is having a real relationship with God. And when we make a mistake and we get that little sense within us, don't do it, or don't say it, and we obey that little still small voice, we experience God's faithfulness in bringing us out of the difficult situation, in giving us words to say of kindness that take away anger. So many things, Shelley, that we learn when we walk with the Lord, talk with Him. And for those listeners who have never really known the Lord, you really don't have a knowledge of God. Even in this moment, You can say, Lord, I give you my heart afresh and anew. Come, live in my heart and teach me your ways. Teach me to know you. Teach me to see you as you are. And I encourage you you, to go to the Word of God and begin to read the Psalms. Begin to read the New Testament. And the Word will bring life to you. Junie, let's continue on in verse 10 because it's so rich in that which happens when we have the full knowledge of God. Well, Shelley, when we have the full knowledge of God, we will be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Wow, wow, wow. Who would not want to be strengthened with the power of God according to his glorious might? In other words, it's not according to our strength, 
but the knowledge of God will put his power and his strength in our lives. Junie, what an invitation for all of us to seek out the deeper knowledge of God. And then, Shelley, we know that when we pray, God hears our prayers. And sometimes when he answers, it might not be in the way we think he should, but he answers our prayer, Shelley. And sometimes he has to give us more strength or more courage or uh, more patience to walk with him and his comfort is always there and we know that why because when we needed comfort he comforted us amen isn't that true Junie and it's interesting to point out something here Junie you spoke about we will be strengthened well the Greek word for strengthened here is in a present tense now that signifies a continuous action we are continually strengthened as our knowledge of God increases. What a promise from God if we pursue after him in a deep manner. And so we see, if we read verse 11 again, you will be strengthened with all power according to his glorious light for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously. And so we see, Shelley, that God gives us all we need to endure when we're going through trials or sufferings. He gives us all we need to endure when the things just go wrong, even in this world. We're living in dark days, Shelley. We don't know what's going to happen in Russia. We don't know what's going to happen in the Middle East. We don't know what's going to happen in America. Everything is at unrest, but God gives us an endurance to walk patiently. He even gives us courage, doesn't he, Shelley? Because that's strengthening us with his glorious might. So the knowledge of God to know him, not only in his resurrection, but also in the fellowship of his sufferings and being made conformable to his death in order that we might attain to the resurrection of the dead, walking with God in the knowledge of God. It's glory, Shelley. And Junie, as you just mentioned, the full knowledge of God allows us to attain all steadfastness and patience. And then what does the Lord do? He adds another word, joyously. If we can be steadfast and we can go through, when we have patience, when we go through a hard time, and then do it joyously, you know it's not coming from us. It's coming from the strength that God gives to us daily, moment by moment, as we acquire more and more knowledge. And Junie, it makes me think of a, a tremendous scripture in the book of Daniel. And Daniel, of course, with, a, with Matthew 24 in the book of Revelation, is centered on the very end of the days. And of course, we are rapidly approaching the end of this age. But what does it say in Daniel chapter 11, verse 52? But the people who know, we've got to remember that word, but the people who have knowledge, but the people who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. God's going to raise up in these end days people who are so intimately involved with God, whose mind has been renewed by the Spirit, that they shall be uh, pillars in the church at the end of the days because they will know their God intimately. Junie, and we are so rapidly approaching these days when God is going to raise up in his church, through his people, 
a people that will be able to stand when Jesus appears. And we're rapidly approaching that time. And again, one of the key ingredients in being able to stand through trials and tribulations is having the full knowledge of God, the deep knowledge of God and knowing his will. And the, the um, how can I say, comfort of having the knowledge of God is really knowing his presence, yes. that he's with us, that they weren't small words when Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So we can trust no matter what circumstance we're in, no matter what we're facing, no matter what hardship comes our way, Jesus. no matter what we hear a doctor say, you are terminal Hallelujah. and you won't be in the earth much longer. That there is this knowledge of God, this knowing that God will comfort us. He will give us his strength by his glorious might. He will be with us and we will be at peace. Thank you, Lord. This being Friday, we want to um, identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen by reciting the Shema. And if you know it, say it along with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been brought to you by the Psalm 127 Fund.